And we're at the Sunday morning Halacha Shiurim. We thank the Eisenbergs for sponsoring the uh, our Shiurim, Halacha Shiurim. Today we're going to discuss a new uh, sugya called Kavad Habrios. There is a Gemara in Brachas Daf Yutes that um, quotes a very interesting situation, scenario, where a person is walking in the shuk. The shuk obviously means some place that's in the public uh, display, and he finds that he has kalayim on his baggage. Now, how does he find that he has kalayim on his baggage? I mean, imagine a situation where a person's wearing a suit, and uh, a friend of his, he bumps into a friend of his, right in the middle of Manhattan, um, and the friend says, oh, yeah, it seems like we bought the suit in the same place. We have the same suit. You look at the the, you know, they look at the manufacturer and says, yes, same suit, you bought it over there, yeah, we're in Porio, oh, very nice, okay, good. He says, yeah, can you believe it? I never had shotmies before, I gave it to the shotmies lab, and I found there were shotmies in the suit, and the guy's wearing the suit, and he goes, oh, well, they told me that this, <laughs> that this um, manufacturer never has shotmies, I didn't even bother sending it in. So he realizes that he's standing in the middle of uh, 47th Street uh, with shotmies in his suit, and he's wearing the shotmies. Right, so what does he do? So the, I would think, okay, so let him go home and change his suit. The Gemara doesn't say that. The Gemara says he has to take off his suit. Hamotzi climb a big You got to take off your suit, even in the shuk. Sounds a little bit embarrassing. The Gemara says that's embarrassing. Sam, you can <laughs> you can say you want to make it a robe. Okay, so it's a robe. Okay, so you want to make a robe. This robe, middle of the street. This robe, middle. And taking off your suit and walking around in your gatkas is is, is past, uh, not pastished. What's it? I mean, I'm not sure if there's enough community in a suit and a and, and and a robe. I understand. Till till the till Eli Whitney, we weren't people weren't wearing the undergarments. If that's what you're alluding to. So in the old days, they never wore undergarments. They wore robes, and in other words, you wouldn't wear anything. No one wore anything. The question of this robe and modesty may be an issue. Of course it's an issue. That's exactly what the Gemara is talking about. The Gemara surprisingly says that you have to take off your, uh, your jacket, your shirt. I don't know how far it would go. It doesn't, it doesn't describe exactly, but it sounds like it's definitely going to be an embarrassing situation. There's no doubt about that. It's embarrassing. So the question is, it's embarrassing. But there's a lot in the Torah. It says, Lotul Bashanis, right? Samaru Pishtim, you're not allowed to wear. The person has a climb on his, on his, in his suit, or for Sam, in his robe, right? It's a potion, I feel a bashuk. The Gemara says, and the Gemara knows that there's a problem here. The Gemara knows that the person's going to be embarrassed. The Gemara says, my time, how could it be? Why, why would you not allow the person a little bit of a dispensation? The Gemara says, the climb's an Isidar Isa. Can't wear shotness. And the Gemara says, it quotes a puzzle, in Chachmav, in Tpunav, in Esel, in Eged Hashem, Kamokam, now, I know what you're thinking. The Gemara here says it's a Chil Hashem. Now, we're thinking the Chil Hashem would be what? Take off your suit on 47th Street. That's not what the Gemara calls the Chil Hashem. The Gemara calls the Chil Hashem wearing shotness. That's a funny term for Chil Hashem. Our, in our parlance, we like to say Chil Hashem means if, you, if, you don't, if you're on a bus and an older person walks in and you don't get up and he's standing there, that's a Chil Hashem. In the Gemara's terminology here, doesn't mean everywhere, but here, that's not what Chil Hashem refers to. Chil Hashem just means to go against the Torah. To do an Aveira is a Chil Hashem. The, the Nod of Yehud already points out that the term Chil Hashem here does not mean what, how we usually describe or, or define Chil Hashem. You take a look at the, um, at the, um, at a sefer called the Mishnah Yaakov, Dayan Fisher. In the ninth Maramakum, he writes, 
Poshna Fila Bashuk, Kalmokam Sheshil Lashem, and Khokum Kavad Larav. With the Zakhil Lashem, we're not interested in Kavad Habrios, and a person's gonna be embarrassed, you have to keep the Torah. It's almost like it's saying Hashem's Kavad of keeping the Torah precedes the Kavad Habrios. Okay? And then the Gemara says, But Sarah Lama Daha Kavanla Davar Isr. When we say the term Khalashem here, it just means something that's prohibited up Torah. This is not Chil Hashem that we're talking about. One has to give up his life for him, and there's a Chil Hashem. That's not what we're talking about here. Here, sometimes, I specifically in Gemara and Brachos, Chil Hashem simply means violating an Isra Torah. Maybe violating an Isra Torah in a public fashion. That's called the Chil Hashem. So it's an interesting usage of the term Chil Hashem. But what we see from here is that uh, we don't really care, at least in this context, I shouldn't say we don't care. I shouldn't say we don't care. I would say that if you have a, um, uh, um, um, a tension between the fact that a person is going to be embarrassed, but at the same time, a person is also violating Isurei Torah, so, and to walk simply home in order to just change one's clothing, it sounds like that you don't have that time. Now the Rambam says something much more surprising than this Gemara. Rambam takes it a step further which is hard to even believe, especially living in the 21st century, it's hard to believe this. But uh, the Ram says, Ram says, what, what do we see in our Gemara, in our Nusuch? It says, I'm going to be I'm also climb Bibigdo, somebody who finds climb on his, on his suit, on his robe. On his robe, on whose robe? On his robe, on his own robe, or on his robe, on someone else's robe? The, 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 the Sifrei Musa write Ezu HaAshir Who is wealthy? HaSamech Bechelka What does Samech Bechelka mean? Samech in your own Chelek Or you Samech in someone else's Chelek? Someone who's truly wealthy Is someone who's Samech Bechelka On his Chelek That's someone who's really wealthy When someone else wins the lotto Right? And, you, you, and he's And this person is now a, a multi-quadrillionaire I'm Samech in his Chelek This person uh, You know His a, a tremendous success and Hatzlach and his children and everything and you have, you have Tzar Gidl Banim a lot of it so, I'm still Samech in his wedding in his moment that's so, the, so what does it mean Bebigdo Bebigdo means Bebigdo Shel Chavero Bebigdo means in his own baggage so the Rambam writes surprisingly for our 21st sensitivities Haroa Klaim Shatora Al Chavero somebody finds Klaim on his friend Afilo Hayim Halech Bashuk even if he's walking in the Shuk Look at the... Now, I, didn't, I didn't write this. I didn't write this. Look at the next line. Make sure your friend is not bigger. Right, exactly. And he, that he doesn't owe you money, also. Call Fitzlow, jump him. Vakarna love miyad, and rip off his baguette. Now, presumably we're talking about what you told him first. I mean, even the Rambam would say, you got to tell him first. Listen, you know, you're wearing a shot. He goes, I don't care. I'm not taking off my jacket now. I'm not taking off my shirt now. Right? So, so he says, uh, so he says, uh, alright, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you start, you know, you rumble in the jungle. And you start fighting with it. You rip off his jacket. You say, I don't care. It's climb. It's shot rabbo. Even if it's the Rebbe. Even if it's the Rebbe. I have a, I have a Talmud. It's a Munkacha, Munkacha Chosid. His family's from Munkacha. Munkach. I said, imagine a situation. The Munkacha Rebbe's walking down the street. Right? And you, and if his kapata, you know, has shot things. You tell him, Rebbe, shot things. He goes, okay, when I get home. Imagine if you jumped the Munkach Rebbe, he goes, he wouldn't make it three steps. 
I grew up in Bar Park. I know what Chapsin is. <laughs> You'd be lucky if you're breathing after four steps. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's not a bad thing. And that's what I'm trying to say, exactly. I experienced a, a, a Chapsin once. I experienced a Chapsin. Everybody, I tell you, I experienced a Chapsin once. Anybody know what a Chapsin is? This is a sheer. This is not like, I'm not telling stories. I don't know why I'm telling you this. But I, I, was, I was walking down literally a block away from my house. A block away from my house. And um, so what we were saying about the, uh, about the Rambam is that it's very strange. You jump a guy, you take off his thing. Very strange. The Rambam writes, oh, did I upset you? So the cover of Brias <laughs> upset you about the story. <laughs> so he writes, she ain't covered up Brias. What? Huh? Yeah, 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 it's important. She ain't, so the, Gemara, the Rambam writes, ain't covered up Brias. Doche losase. True covered abrios obviously is an important element, is an important, plays a role. But when it comes to an Isra Torah, even someone else's Isra Torah, no covered abrios. Very unbelievable Rambam. Yes? Yeah? Right, right. The, the, the Rabbeinu Yonah takes it literally. I think the Rabbeinu Yonah says it's like Ritzicha. Uh, you have to literally give up your life not to be Nabonachav I was always wondering if we take your Benayana seriously would we violate Shabbos can you be Mechalo Shabbos to save someone from can a person get into a car and go somewhere where he knows if he's going to get there in time he'll be able to save someone from an enormous amount of embarrassment public embarrassment so it's a good question I don't know I'm not sure but at the same time, it's a covered abrius, but it's a lot of It's a good It's a good question. The Rambam is surprising. The Rush disagrees with the Rambam. The Rush says, "No, if it's your own baggage, then you have to have to take it off. Someone else's baggage. That's not you. What you should do is tell them. You know, maybe we should, let's talk in, in in a private place. I want to ask you something. Get him into a private place. Then tell him so he can take off his jacket and he has a place to replace his his clothing. But not not in the middle of the shop. But your own baggage." Your own baggage, you take off the middle of the shore. That's what the Rush writes. Vade Hamotzi climbed the big dough in Chachmave and Eitzav and Tumulin and Hashem. That's what the Rush writes in the third Maramako. Avalim Adam Roa climbed the big day Chavero. The Rush doesn't quote the Rambam here, but he's, a, he's definitely alluding to the Rambam here. If someone sees it on, the, on his friend, and the person doesn't know. Person doesn't know. It's interesting. The person knew. The rush seems to agree that you would take. I don't, I don't care if you you don't care. You violate. Uh, you violating climb. You rip off his jacket. from the cover He's only doing it b'shogeg. He doesn't know. Don't do anything. When he gets home, you give him a call. You say, "Listen, I think that your suit has shot." go check it out. So it's a machlokes. The Rambam and the and the rush. Whether this halacha. That covered abrios, which apparently has some type of halachic power and importance, because we're quoting it, nevertheless is not doche something that's a losase. If there's a violation of an isra Torah, covered abrios gets pushed to the side. So the Gemara in this in this Gemara in Brachas Tafiyotes says, by the way, covered abrios would win out if what we're talking about is only an isra derabanon. An isra derabanon. And that's the famous language with the Gemara in Yifbrachas Yutes says, Gadol kavod abrios, shadoche lo taseh shebetorah. It's doche lo taseh. I thought it's not doche lo taseh. Klein, you've got to take off your suit or your robe 
even if it's covered uh, up because it's in historians. The losase means the rabbanon. Sometimes the rabbanon is called the losase because they 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 um, they they flow from the iser losasur. Losasur is a lav in the Torah. So even though it's not, I want to go into that. So again, we discussed that a few years ago. Even though it's not a full lav in the Torah, but it's 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 there's an asmachta to losasur, so it's called the losase. But really, since it's only the rabbanon. Therefore, Gavra Abrius is Docha the Rabbanon. And there's a few other exceptions as well. Doch, the Gavra Abrius is Docha being violated, violating a law if you're doing it in a passive fashion. In a passive fashion. So then a person is, uh, someone lost something. But it's, it's in the mud, or it's in the pool, or, and I, I, if I have to go in there, I'm gonna ruin my, my suit, and it's not Bakavadik for me to go into the schmutz in order to take the, the lost object to return it to someone. So the, the Torah says, yeah, that, yeah, the Gemara says that you don't have to do. Why? Kavar habrios for the person who's going to be embarrassed if he goes into the mud or it's someone who's an important person. It's not bakavadik from to go into the schmutz, to, to get into the mud, to, to return the lost objects, to get everything, his hands are going to be all dirty. So it's What's the lotas? The lotas is that if someone lost something, you're not allowed to make believe you don't see it. You have to return it. That's true. But sometimes, uh, so long as the way that you're violating the Avera is by not doing something, as opposed to climbing, where you're actively wearing something, here passively you're simply not returning the lost object, so there covered Abrios is Docha that Lotas. So you have a few exceptions. Covered Abrios is Docha Adarabana. This is Covered let's say, carrying something in a Carmelist. You're carrying something, you're carrying in a Carmelist, you realize, um, I'm not allowed to carry. It's a Carmelist, but a Carmelist is only the Rabbanon. And if I let this thing go, whatever it is, it's going to be uh, an embarrassment for me. Imagine, I'm trying to think. Some, I'm not sure what that would be. But, uh, so there, Kavar Abri says, Docha the Rabbanon. It's also Docha and Isra Torah, so long as Isra Torah is vi- being violated in a passive fashion. Yes? So the example would be if you were carrying a film with your name on it and you left them on the street, that would be an embarrassment if somebody comes and finds your film with your name on it left on the street. Okay, could be. Could be, right. Yes, we do. It's, yeah. Yeah. Here, it sounds like it sounds like in that. I think it could be in that case someone who doesn't care. Someone who doesn't care, so then you don't say anything. But it also could be a situation where you just can't stop. Sometimes you just can't stop a person. Here, you have the ability to stop a person, so then you might have the responsibility. But it could be that if, in here we're dealing with someone who does care about Torah and mitzvahs. He's just like, but, but my covered abrius right now is going to be more important than this iser. Then you would jump in. But if someone doesn't care bechlal, I'm not sure if this whole thing would apply. Yeah. So you're saying that covered abrius is a really subjective thing. In other words, for one person it might be embarrassing to go in there and put the full thing out of the mud. For another person it might not. Be. It could be. That's a, that's. So you're, you're putting a subjective approach to right. something that. But it could be that that's in itself a machlokas in the achron, whether it's objective or subjective. But and the reason and even the, and, and the case that we just gave about going into the mud, some people wouldn't care and some people would care. So there, it could be that there it's subjective because the Torah has a specific pasuk telling you that some people, if it's subjectively embarrassing, have the right to refrain from returning the lost object. Because it says v'salam mehem which says you shouldn't. You shouldn't hide and make believe you don't see the lost object. But Chazal Darshan, the Salam Tameh means sometimes you can't hide. When can you hide? Zakin the of If it's embarrassing for a particular person. So sometimes 
in this particular area might be subjective, but in other areas, you may require some level of objective covered abrios where it's allowed. Because uh, if someone, you know, has some type of hang-up, but for everyone else it wouldn't be a problem at all, it could be that that's not, uh, doesn't reach the level to be doch and esed Yes, doch. Right. I mean, that itself is a bullshit. The other question I was going to ask is, uh, you, we're, we're saying, sorry, uh, the, other, the other point I was going to make is, um, we, we see other examples, like an example of Soto, where Hashem is local on, on his, on his color, we're going to have his name erased in order to, you know, in order for, for people to... Right, so we have all these conflicting gemaras and 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 um, and sources, and we have to try to make sense of it. Yes, so that's right. That that gemara has to be understood in this context as well. Well, let me just share with you something that, based on this halacha, that kavod abrios will not allow one to violate the isur Torah if the isur Torah is being violated in an active fashion. But Kavod Abrios would violate an Isidur Abbanon, will allow you to violate an Isidur Abbanon. Kavod Abrios doche lotase shebetorah, which is the lotase of lotase, which includes all the Rabbanons, presumably. So, halacha lamaisa, the Abiyya Omer is asked the following question. Take a look at the fourth Maram Makom. It's regarding a woman. We'll read it together. Shabiyosa tzira pnuya, choysa chaye ishus mbach or echav nisabra mimenu. The young girl, when she was a when she, well, girl, when she was a young girl, young woman, single girl, she had relations with a her boyfriend, and she became pregnant, and she had an abortion. She had an abortion. Fine, okay. So she was not such a, a very observant girl at the time, and uh, what happens there is that she decides at some point in her life that she's going to go to uh, yeshiva. She's going to do tshuva, and that's exactly what happens. Ten years later, she's uh, read a shidduch, as we say, and she gets married to a nice um, yeshiva bacher, and uh, they have a child, and the child is a son. And what happens when uh, you have your first baby is a son? Yeah. Generally speaking, you do a pidyon aben. You do a pidyon aben, so you have the whole process. You invite family, but he's making, um, you know, having a good time. Nothing wrong with that. You get nothing wrong with that. The only problem is you make brachas on you make a bracha on pidyon aben. In this particular case, there really should be no pidyon aben because a woman has an abortion after a certain period of time. Even, I think, very, very early even. That's not called peterechem. So it's not a pidyon aben. So here, but there's only one slight little issue. Her husband has no idea that she was previously pregnant. Never told her. It was 10 years. It was when she was young and, 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 and silly. And now she's much older. She's a balashuva. So what does, she have, what does she have to say something for? So that in itself is an interesting discussion. Is that something... That if someone did was a, was a vilda kid and did things they shouldn't have done, was mechalal uh, over serious averis, even averis like that, it's one thing to be mechalal Shabbos, which is nothing related to the relationship per se, as opposed to here where the woman had been thought to be a basula and she's not. So uh, should she have said something? That's a good question. That's a good question. Most people, I think, say that that's an important thing to tell. Most people think that that's an important thing to tell. Uh, you can argue. It's a different life. I was, I was, I was ten, it was 10 years ago. Okay, you can have that discussion. But here in this particular case, 
So it's going to be a big bazillion for the family if they said there's no pinyon aben. People are going to figure out what's going on. Now the truth is, the bigger than the bazillion is that there's going to be a little bit of a shalom bias issue perhaps. You never, Doug, you want to, want to take that outside? Thank you. Or you could just shut it off. So, um, what? Yeah, it could be. It's big problems, right? So let's read. So look what happens. So now, should she say something to her husband? Does she have to say something to her husband? So there shouldn't be a pity not Ben. And, uh, and, 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 seems to be the, the least of the problems, but at least you'll prevent the brachalatallah. On the other hand, you know, what about, what about covered abrios? What about shalom bias? These are also pretty big issues. So we talk about covered abrios, shalom bias, we put those in the same, uh, in the same boat. Who? But the husband's not going to think. What's she going to say to the husband? The husband knows what it is. <laughs> he doesn't know. You tell the husband, you're not going to believe this. But when you were outside in the waiting room, you know, it, 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 something happened and it wasn't a uh, natural birth. It, it, it wasn't. Miscarriage. Miscarriage, there wouldn't be a baby. There were twins. One came out first. No, but I'm saying, let's that one. Miscarriage in the second, and then, but, but he didn't know that she, she was pregnant in the first place. She was pregnant. We'll explain it later. <laughs> she was pregnant in the first place, but this guy. She hadn't told him that she had miscarriage. She didn't tell him that she... Oh, with him. With him. She was pregnant, never told him, had a miscarriage, never told him, didn't want to upset him. She can lie. She can do that. Yeah, that's another option. Right? We'll talk about that later. Okay? So, the Chazosu listen to this. The husband's all excited to have a pidyon ben. He's going to do the mitzvah. However, he doesn't know that before he married his wife, the so the Rav of this town turns to Ravadi Yosef and asks him, does she have to say something? Does she have to tell her husband? And the Rav wants to know, does he have to say something? Does the Rav have to say something? Does the woman have to say something? What's the story? Plus, this could lead to a big problem. It could leave him to divorce. Who was talking about Shem Shemayim before? Doug. We find that Hashem Himself is Moichel on His own cover that the for the Shalom bias between the the Sota and the husband, uh, He allows for His name to be erased in the Mesota. So, without going into every detail, Ravad Yosef says Godel Kavod Abrios and Shalom bias. Doche, what's the, what are we talking about? A, 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 a bracha of Atala? Well, Atala, okay, we'll swallow the bracha of Atala. First, a bracha of Atala, probably according to most Rishonim, is only a dirab banan anyway. So, God, the covered abrias, doche, lotase, shepetorah. Lotase, meaning a dirab banan. Sof, davar, akol, nishma, she'en lahudia, labal, v'lo klum, v'ikai, mitzvah, sabet, pidyim, bibrachos. Take, do the pidyim, aben, make the bracha, don't say anything, God will cover every shadokha. That's the psaq based on what we learned from the Yabi Omer. You're not violating an Isra Torah. You're only violating an Isra Torah according to the Most Vishonim. Therefore, you can rely on the fact that Gadol Kavarebra is Docha 
the Rabbanans. That's about Rabbi Yosef Paskins in this case. Similar case, similar case, the Shumas Hadeshin has asked, a Kohen um, is um, in his bed, lying uh, in a hotel, whatever, in his own house, whatever it is, and he's not dressed appropriately, he's dressed in his underwear or something, and um, someone dies in the house. Someone dies in the house, so he has to run out. So, there's no clue, but it's hard to, you know, these cases, hard to, I don't know how they lived back then. I mean, on the way out, you grab a robe, or you grab your pants, and it's not so, but there was no clothing, there was no clothing, so you can wait three minutes till he gets dressed, or he, does he have to leave immediately? Do you say, God will cover it up, what's the problem? A Cohen can't be in a room where there's a mace. Now, we already discussed this last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that even that's, even though we Pascha like that, but that's not so partial, there are ways or there are shita, there are shitas, the rivet that says once you're already tummy, you can't become more tummy. So we have so the, the sugyas somehow relate. So that's the question: Do we say God covered abrios which was docha? Now the kohen doesn't know he's sleeping. So the question is: You're the person, you're the person that has to tell him someone died. You got to get out of. You know, first of all, someone died, <laughs> but it could be that it's not a relative. It could be just someone in in the room died, someone in the hotel died, and you got to leave. So. This similar, it sounds like this would be totally on the Machlok is the Rambam and the Rush. According to the Rush, he doesn't know anything. So don't you have to say anything. First, tell him you should get dressed. I gotta tell you something, I'll wake you up, something happened, you gotta get dressed. So you get dressed, and then you take him out of the house, then you tell him the reason I'm taking him out of the house is because someone died. But yet let him first get out of the public space where there's not going to be a covered abrius problem, and then you tell him. Sounds like according to the Rambam, maybe you don't have that time, even if it's someone else's problem. You don't have that time? Take a look at this tshuva in the fifth Maramakom, Kohen Shokh of Amitasa, Upasha called the God of Kederach Olam, Upisam Karulov, Yamru Echad Mesbiya. Well, Tarakulik votes on a mamash, Vala Rutz Kotzlawel. Does he have to run out even if he's not, if he's not dressed? Oh, Shari Mushim covered up Rios to Shaz Baohel. So this is interesting. Yire, maybe, the Mushim covered up Rios. Here there's an Isra Torah according to men who we shown him. There's an Isra Torah that's being violated. Only the Raivin and a few others are makel when it comes to... You have to know some halachas. Is the person Jewish? Is the person not Jewish? If the person's not Jewish, then we can certainly rely on the fact that a non-Jewish mace is not metami biohel. You're not touching the mace, you're just in the same room as the mace. Then for sure there's no issue. But if it's a, if it's a mace Yisrael, then you have more of a problem because there's a Tumas Oel there. So he says... Based on the rush, don't uh, you don't have to, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to rush out. People who are telling him, don't tell him till he's dressed. Wake him up, tell him you know you got to get dressed, and then after you take him out, that's how you rely on the rush. So that's how the the Shumas Hadeshin applies the halachas of the Rabbah and the rush. Certainly, we make it like the rush, and when it comes to someone else's iser, you certainly the person's a shogeg. Certainly, you don't tell them. Save their covered abrios, save their self respect, and then when they leave, you'll uh, you'll 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 move on. Now, the very, very famous... Yes, Dan? By not, by not telling him that he has to wrap up by beginning the test, are you, are you being violating something that he didn't tell the court as soon as possible, that he has to leave? Yes, but you're allowed to do that, Mishim Kavad Abrius. But you're allowed, you're allowed to not tell him, whereas he it's is a, not allowed to stay there? That's a very good point. If I, if let's say someone's doing something to show... I, we all have obligations to each other. Even though nowadays it's very, you know, it's very hard to implement these obligations because people are very, very sensitive in being told that they're doing something wrong. 
I guess it was always like that. But now I find that specifically, people are very sensitive. No one likes criticism. No matter how you say it, people just don't like to be told or suggested to do something a different way. Right? Just, it's very difficult. So, um, but let's say someone's doing something bishogate. So he's doing something bishogate. He's not even doing it but amazing. Do I have an obligation to tell someone that they're doing something wrong unintentionally? So it could be that that is only an obligation de Rabbanon. So therefore, since it's only de Rabbanon, we already said, I can hold back on that obligation so that the person's not embarrassed. So I think that answers your question. The Nodah Behuda had this very famous case. I believe that in a certain sense, he made this Machlokas, the Rambam and the Rush, famous. Very unfortunate case, but a famous case. We'll read it together in the sixth Mara Malcolm. Maybe you've heard about this case. You know, we were talking about the Altaheim. On the Altaheim, everybody was so holy, so wonderful. It was Givaldic. They had big problems back then, too. They had big shilas and unfortunate situations. There was plenty of uh, people that were violating tremendous uh, Isurim in the olden days as well. It wasn't all, uh, everybody wasn't all from and, uh, and, and beautiful. So you have the Jews from the Lord of Yehuda in Prague. It, it was amazing what people were doing back then. So he says, Imagine a situation. I'm not going to go into every detail of the situation, although the Nabi Huda does elaborate. We have a woman who has an affair with a, with a, with a, with a man. And uh, it's over. It's over and she wants to do tshuva and she feels terrible. So, okay, so what is she supposed to do? Tell her husband they're going to get divorced. Right? Don't tell her husband. They're not going to get divorced, but there's another problem. What's the problem? They're not allowed to live together. Not to live together. A woman has an affair knowingly. So that's an isilabala. That woman cannot marry the man that she has and never live again with the man she had an affair with, nor can she stay married to her husband. So um, the woman wants to know, does she have an obligation to tell her husband so that he shouldn't violate the Isser of them living together for the rest of their lives? That's a tremendously difficult question. Well, Sad he, question. He wouldn't be really violating anything if he doesn't know because he could not. He'd be violating something, Bishogi. Right. Or Beonis, right? So does she have an obligation to tell him so what is the, according to the Rambam, the person's wearing shatnas, you don't know, he doesn't know. What do you have to do? You've got to tell him. If you don't tell him, you've got you to take off his jacket, surprisingly. So the Nodibhida writes, it sounds like this discussion will be totally the Machokas, the Rambam and the Rush. The Rush says, the man's Bishogi, he doesn't know anything. So you don't have an obligation to say anything. So don't say anything, period. Usually we could say, okay, wait a half hour, and then you'll tell him. Here, so wait uh, 40, 50 years. <laughs> and then, you know, as he's heading into the Olamavis, you can tell him. Maybe don't tell him afterwards, he'll find out afterwards. Right? So that's what the Nodabi Huda writes. It's a Machokas, the Rambam of the Rush. Let's first read this very important Shaila. It's a very chosh of a family. Can we just say the, the pizoyim for the family is going to be so intense we're not going to say anything. Yes. Oh, so she knows. She knows. Um, right, right. So how can, how can... So, okay. So it's a good question. It's a good question. So you caused the problem. Now you're only going to worry about your own Yisurim. Okay? Okay. So listen to this. Bezat, Bedinzen, Nechleku, Harambam, Baharash, Harambam, Goris, Bishuk, Bishuk, 
Already he tells us that the reason why the Rambam learns the way he learns that even with someone else's kalayim, even with someone else's baguette, he doesn't have the word, he doesn't have the term, the word bibigdo. You find kalayim in the shuk on anyone, where anyone's wearing it. Okay. Since the person wearing it is a kumbiyase, you have to take off his jacket if he's not going to do it on his own. However, the rush says, But if it's your own, you got to take it off. But the rush says, only if it's your own, not if it's your friend. So in the third paragraph, he writes, This is exactly the same place in other videos says. Shabal over So this is interesting. So the interesting thing is the case that he's being asked is it's not the woman who's asking the Shiloh. The woman's not saying anything. But someone else knows the story. Who knows the story? The Russia who had the affair with the woman. So now the Russia becomes a big Balchuva. He goes to he goes to Yeshiva, he goes a big Balchuva. So he's now after causing problems. Now he wants to ask the Shabbat, does he have an obligation to tell the husband that he had an affair with his wife? I mean, it's unbelievable. That's a you know, people become from, of course, you know, now I now I'm now I'm from I want to so but that's the that's the question. Well he did know. He did know. Apparently he knew. If he didn't know, then it really is a good Shiloh. If he didn't know, if she, she tricked him or she, she didn't tell, then maybe it is a, then it's a very good Shiloh. Then it's a fair, then it's a fair Shiloh. I mean, they weren't married, so then maybe they shouldn't have been... Uh, but still, still, it's certainly not an Asian dish, right? Maybe you see that she's a showgate because he had undue influence on her to have the... Ah, you don't call that showgate. You don't call that showgate. Unless he puts something in her drink, and you know, you don't call that you don't call that showgate. Under influence, what? He had blue eyes, and he was tall and handsome. Ah, oh, come on, that's not that's not. Uh, then everybody's a showgate. My eight said, "How got the better of me?" Listen, Danny's not wrong. Danny's not completely wrong. The Gemara says, "Ain adam elam kim But if we apply that to every time someone did not vary, had a cheeseburger, then uh, the whole Torah falls apart. You know, I did it. I I was forced to do it. I was walking by the McDonald's. I took that smell, and I just needed to. Listen, the Berdichevah used to be. You know, always he was Malamit Tzchus, but he never went that far. He he didn't go that far. You know, so yeah, it could be. By the way, that is the way a person feels when they're in that uh, moment of avera. That is the way a person feels. But because us, we still daven on Yom Kippur, right? So, so he says, it's a, he says, this is Talil Machol. The, the woman's not saying anything. The husband doesn't know. This bacher or this man says, do I have to say something? The, the man's being, and maybe, like Lenny said, maybe he didn't know she was married. Now she find In that case, he actually did know that she was married. He did know that she was married and he didn't care. But, uh, so now he wants, should he have to say something? The Rambam says, apparently yes. If he find climb on someone else's baggage you have to even though it's a showgate you got to take it off it's a, he's, he's violating an aver even though he doesn't know he's violating an aver you have to tell him you have an obligation to tell him he's violating an aver the rush says someone else's showgate you don't have to say anything that's how the Nodabuda begins the tshuva but then he says you have to distinguish between kalayim and this case what's the difference the obvious difference Rav Kuk and one of his shuvah says the same thing it's one thing to say a person will violate kalayim for a half hour an hour two hours Take off the beggar, then you tell him, by the way, you should know that suit has, uh, that robe, that suit has kalayim. Here, it's a, what we call an, an alav tamidis. 
is something that is going to violate for the rest of his life. They're going to violate for the rest of their lives. That already is too much. Kavod Habrios is not doche that. Kavod Habrios is not doche the fact that someone else is violating a lot of tamidus for the rest of their lives. Then you have an obligation to say something. Ah, all the bizayon. Okay, so thing, actions have consequences. This is one of the unfortunate consequences. You have to save the person from, uh, from Avera for the, rest of, uh, from rest, from the rest of his life. And that's what he writes. Omer Ani, I will look at the last line of the note. I will look the last line of the note. They're living together the whole lives. Even the rush would say that you have an obligation to say something in this context where it's going to be a violation of an Isser called Yamav. Yes. Dogs are ready in a. It doesn't sound. It could be. It could be. It doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like it. From the truth, it does sound like it is. Listen, it is possible for people to make big mistakes and to do tshuva. That is possible. Is that possible? Made a big mistake, and ten years later, people make big mistakes, serious mistakes, and it does tshuva. Again, it's not so easy to do tshuva. You kill someone, it's not so easy to do tshuva. But, 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 but still, the person's trying, you know, he's trying to make... You just, he's not asking about his own situation. He's not asking about, you know, what about me? What's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? The will tell him what to do also. He'll tell him the tshuva. He has to do plenty of tshuva. But that's not the sh- that's not the no- that's not the question. Was asked to know the Yehuda? Does he have to say something? Doug wants to know the know the Yehuda should tell him he has to fast and he has to. Okay, maybe he did tell him that. I don't know, but that's not the question. The question is. Okay, okay, that could be, that could be. But even if that's true, even if that's true, Lamaisa, the man is and, and the woman are living together. So what's the, so? How can you know? So so you still have this. The question still has to be answered, right? Something that's very private. There's something private. Only two people who are involved know that, and therefore they need to keep quiet. Is better. better. Could be. I don't see that distinction, but it should. I would think that it would be. It should be taken into consideration. I want to mention one more thing. One more thing. Very interesting and very important. And that you know, as we're learning this sugya, we're all a little bit uncomfortable. The whole thing's uncomfortable. I'm also climbed a big deal potion on a field of a shuk. I mean, are we serious? I mean, are we serious about this? I mean, let's, we have to learn a Gemara. You have to learn a piece of Gemara, right? So, do you re- I mean, does the Gemara really expect that you're going to take off your clothing? I mean, that, is that really what the Gemara expects? What do you, can you can, can you believe that the Gemara really hamos? Is that really what the Gemara wants us to do? Poshno afila b'shuk? Could you imagine such a thing? Is such a thing really is what's required? Well, it does sound like that. It does sound like that, right? 
you have the Rachel Darchenom at the same time. You have a Gemara and Brachas Yutes and Motzik Klein Bebigdo. Poshto Afila Bashuk. So I'm sure it bothers you. You learn this Gemara, it bothers me. And you're not sure what to do with it. I have a friend who, um, someone from the Shul actually, was, who asked a number of very big Rabbanim, um, who you all know, and said, is this really required that person is in the Shuk? said, not someone else, your own baguette. And you know that you're wearing climb and you're going to be, you're going to be wearing climb for a long time. Because you're not going to be able to get on for a good hour. So do you have to take off, let, let's say, take off your undershirt? I mean, you have undershirt, you're walking around without a shirt? Is that really, is that, they said, yeah, that's what the Gemara says. It's, I just, I mean, it's hard to imagine, right, that that would be required. But at the same time, the Gemara says that. Okay, so, sometimes the Torah says something, that we have to do things that make us uncomfortable, if that's what the Torah says. And then I come across a, a Hagdama of a Sefer to, the Sefer called the Dora V, Rav Moshe Shmuel Glasner. Very beautiful and important, one of the most important Hagdamas to Svarim. He has a whole um, explanation of the history of Torah Shaval Peh. We, we've, we've mentioned that we're going to, maybe next year we have to go through this, because it's very, very yesodistic and, and important. But in the middle of this tshuva, he writes something that is absolutely, what I think, very mechudish, um, um, a big chidish, where he says as follows. <clears throat> he says, there are certain things that the Torah does not say, or never says that you're not allowed to do. But if the world around us you have to be careful with this. Sees a certain action as being something that is unacceptable, disgusting, mo'us, then the Torah itself says you can't do that either. O Tedan, the tenth Maramakam, Bechold Dvarim Hamausim Binafsha Shal Adam Kotzebahim. Now, this is so big. It's so big. Let's say certain things that are just absolutely disgusting. People find abhorrent. Even if the Torah never said that they're Asr. I feel a low Hayat Torah, Osratan, even the Torah never said that they're Asr. And let's say you're talking about something that people just don't eat. And a person would go ahead and eat such a thing. Yoser metuav memisha over alav meforish betorah. You're going to find this hard to believe. You know, there's many animals you're not allowed to eat. You can't eat animals. You can eat behemoths, chayas, split hooves, right? Choose its cup. What about uh, a bear? Can't eat bear. But what about, uh, I don't know, people ever eat bear? I don't know. The people, the people eat bear. They eat bear? Yeah, they do. A dog? People eat dog meat in certain parts of the world? Fine. Vietnam? Fine. Doing, you can't. Fine. So people are right, right, fine. There's many things you're not allowed to eat. What does the Torah say you're not allowed to eat human flesh? Torah ever say you can't eat human flesh? Not alive. That would be killing someone. What about someone who died? Cannibalism. Does the Torah ever say the... Now, does the Torah have to say everything? Maybe the Torah doesn't have to say everything. Well, the Torah says a lot of things that we would know otherwise. You can't kill. We know you can't kill. So why does Torah say you can't kill? Because the Torah says you can't kill. Some Torah tells us certain things that we would know otherwise. Torah never says you can't be a... You know, someone dies. Uh, what? The reason why you can't... It sounds even funny to talk like this. Because you have to, you have to do kvura. It's a violation of kvura. That's why you can't have, have cannibal. So the, it says the Torah doesn't say it's a problem. The Ramam and the Ramban actually have a machlokas about this. Whether it's an Issa de Rabbanan or an Issa So So the, the, the Rav Glasner writes as follows. Imagine a situation where a person's stuck 
there's a plane crash, whatever it is, a person's stuck, and he has two options. He's, he's, he's dying from hunger. He's two options. He can either trade for animal, or he can eat from a human flesh. What should he do? So if you look at it from a halachic perspective, you'd say, what do you mean? Treif animals, and it's your love, and it's your toe. Human flesh is a dirabonon. So you should eat the human flesh. So what is the, the, the Doravi writes? Chas v'shalom. If the world sees something as being absolutely abhorrent and disgusting, that becomes worse than a mefurah in the Torah. If the world sees something as being abhorrent, it's worse than violating the Torah itself. I think that's a big chiddush. It's also a little dangerous. How far do you go? Let's say the world starts to see certain things that we see as mitzvahs as being disgusting. The world sees shechita as being disgusting. Uh, what is that? Where does that put us? What? Brismila. Brismila. It's very a little funny. That's what he says. Now I want you to see this. For example, for example, and this relates to the shaila of Moti Klein Vigdo. A person, a man, a man is uh, is is uh, in a situation where he's not dressed and he has to run out of the house. He run out of the house, right? So. He can run out of the house not dressed. Or the only robe he has is his wife's robe. His woman's clothing. You know, there's a love of wearing a woman's clothing. What's the love? There's no love of running out without clothing. So what should you do? So if you, if you don't learn this, you'd say, I can't put on the, I can't put on the dress. Because so of course you put on the Because you have to use a little bit of seichel too in your paskin shilas. The mushal. From the time of Adam and Chava, that's the way the world works. By the way, most of the world. You know, there's a Mishagayim also that have this problem with the. So. Light, the house is on fire, he has to run out. Actually, all he has is simlas isha lachasas arumav. But he's not supposed to put on. Of course, he's supposed to. It's an amazing thing. Therefore, he says, and if you look down, he says the same thing about the cannibalism. That's Rambam. That's Ramban. Or Rashi, but it's only it's completely mutter. So the cholos sheish bo sakana, and can either treif or b'sar adam. What should he do? Of course. You and I would have said, well, no, you eat the Yisra Torah because this is something that is worse than a lav in the Torah. Unbelievable. It reminds me, by the way, of the Shari Kedusha. The Shari Kedusha is written with Chaim Vital. Where he writes, you know, it's interesting, you don't have the Midos Tovos written in the Torah. It never says in the Forish, don't get angry. You know, don't lose your temper. It tells you you only trade, but losing temper, that never says not. You and I would think, listen, losing temper is not a nice thing. You know, a person shouldn't lose temper. But eating trade, you know, that's where it's, that's really serious. Right? Is, wouldn't you, I mean, yeah, it's certainly not a good thing to be a kasan, or to be a, 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 you know, someone who's walking around with jealousy all the time, and has these terrible midos, rows, magunos. But that, that's, a, that's not a serious problem. The serious problem is, uh, is when you violate Surah Torah. So the, 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 the um, the Rav Chaim Vital, there's a Talmud of the Arizal, writes, someone who has Midos Rose, is mu- it doesn't say it's worse than someone who violates Isra Torah. It says it's much worse. It's Rose, Magunos, Ma'od, Ma'od. So why doesn't Torah say it before Rosh? Because the Torah was given to people who are working on themselves and don't have Midos Rose. If you have Midos Rose, the whole Torah doesn't read. It's hard, to, hard for it to apply. 
So it's, just because something's not written before in the Torah doesn't mean that it's, that it's less severe. It can be more severe. So it reminds me of that. So he also writes here, person, so, so it's obvious, it's obvious that when we talk about Hamotzi Klaim Bebigdo, we're not talking about where something would be against the mores of society where they would look at a person and say, this guy is, this is absolutely disgusting, it's nuts. Talk about someone, you take off a jacket, so, so, you take off a shirt, you're wearing your undershirt, okay? People do walk around in undershirts. Okay, I don't walk around in undershirts, right? You don't walk around in undershirts, okay? So if, uh, it's a little bit of a covered abrius thing, right? So then we say covered abrius, not docholotase, durabonon, daraisa. But we're talking about to walk around mamish naked. The world says that's crazy. So that's worse. It's worse than the climb. Of course, that would be. That's not what the Gemara is talking about. That's how I understand. Based on this Doravi, I think that's the proper way. To learn, to learn the Gemara. We'll say more Mitzvah Shem next week, and we'll continue this idea. But it's a very, very important, fundamental idea written by the Doravi. Everyone have a wonderful day.